Hey everyone, it is Friday, February 24th, and you are listening to the Mo News Podcast. I'm Jill Wagner. This is the place where we bring you just the facts, we read all of the news, and read between the lines so you don't have to. Mosh has the day off, as you could tell. I am back from vacation. I'm actually in D.C. with Mosh because he's getting this really big award from the National Press Foundation. He's going to be posting all about it on the Instagram feed. But it's just a huge honor recognizing the work that he has been doing. Quote, oftentimes bringing audiences back who have turned away from news based on hyper-partisan political times, which I really think is just one of the highest compliments um, and just really exciting for Mosh and also uh, for us at Mo News. But let's get started here with some of the headlines. The NTSB is out with its preliminary report on what caused the East Palestine train derailment of all the details. A string of shootings in Orlando leaves a young girl and a TV journalist dead. The Georgia grand jury four persons, very unusual mediator. Some more charges against Sam Bankman-Fried, this time related to illegal campaign contributions. And I will do my best to make Mosh proud with On This Day, where I have some impeachment history. All right, let's get started. The National Transportation Safety Board released its preliminary report on the Norfolk Southern train derailment from February 3rd. The NTSB says the train operators tried to stop the train after a wheel bearing overheated. But by the time they were alerted to the problem, it was simply too late. It's all adding to questions about whether Norfolk Southern's safety sensors and protocols go far enough. According to the report, that train was heating up for miles But the crew was unaware. As the train approached East Palestine, the temperature on one of its wheel bearings soared to more than 250 degrees Fahrenheit above the ambient outdoor temperature. The overheating triggered an alarm. The train's engineer immediately hit the brakes. But when the crew got off the train to inspect the bearing, they saw fire and smoke, an indicator of a possible derailment. This is all according to the report. 38 cars ultimately derailed. 11 were carrying toxic chemicals. The train passed through three temperature sensors on its way to East Palestine, but only the third reading was high enough to trigger an alarm. Experts now say perhaps they need more frequent sensors, that that may have helped. By the way, the spacing of those hotbox detectors and the temperatures at which they trigger alarms, not currently regulated by federal law, according to officials. Meanwhile, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg made his first visit to East Palestine on Thursday. He said the Department of Transportation is considering some new safety regulations in light of what happened. He's faced a ton of criticism for not visiting sooner. A Department of Transportation spokesperson said he would go when his trip, quote, wouldn't detract from the emergency response efforts. Okay, now to the string of shootings in Orlando that killed a woman, a nine-year-old girl, and a journalist who was covering it. This story hitting home for a lot of us in the news business. So it all started early Wednesday when police say the suspect, a 19-year-old man who is now in custody, killed a 38-year-old woman, Natasha Augustine. Later in the day, a local TV reporter for Spectrum News 13, his name was Dylan Lyons, and his colleague, photojournalist Jesse Walden, They went to cover the scene. And that's when the suspect accused of killing Augustine returned and allegedly opened fire, killing Lyons and injuring Walden. The gunman then killed nine-year-old Tiana Major and injured her mother. Tiana was a third grader who is being remembered for her infectious smile. As for Dylan Lyons, he is being remembered as a passionate journalist. Another reporter from Spectrum News said of Lyons, 
He took his job very seriously. He loved his career. He loved what he did. He loved the community, telling the stories of people, reporting on the news. And he was just passionate about what he did. I want to play a clip now from an NBC Orlando reporter who broke down on air covering the shooting. This is every reporter's absolutely worst nightmare. We, we go home at night afraid that something like this will occur. And that, that is what happened here. Um, so again, we are at Orlando Regional Medical Center where we have learned that one of our own, a fellow reporter, uh, has died while, while out covering a shooting. Um, there are members of his family here, along with his fiancée, um, who, who are just incredibly distraught tonight. Absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, meanwhile, police say that the suspect has a lengthy criminal history, including gun charges, aggravated battery and assault with a deadly weapon, burglary and grand theft charges. The DA says, though, that his only adult offense was drug possession and that those previous juvenile charges don't qualify as convictions, uh, according to state law. Before we get to more news, I want to quickly mention some of our sponsors here. We always talk on the Mo News podcast about sleep. I, unfortunately, am always a bit sleep deprived as a new parent. Um, but we do have some great news for Mo News listeners that could help if you're like me and you need a better night's sleep. Bowl and Branch Bedding and Sheets is extending their special deal for Mo News listeners. They're offering all of you 15% off plus free shipping for a limited time with the promo code Mo News. Bowl and Branch Sheets are made with 100% organic cotton. We literally spend a third of our lives in bed, so sheets are a pretty big deal. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your first set of sheets and free shipping when you use the promo code MONEWS at BolandBranch.com. That's BolandBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. And that promo code is MONEWS, M-O-N-E-W-S. Now to Athletic Greens. I have been using their AG1 supplement in the mornings the Athletic Greens AG1 powder, it's just one scoop with a glass of water in the morning. It's easy, it's quick, and it lets you get on with your day. Knowing that you've gotten over 75 important ingredients, including tons of vitamins and minerals, it also has pre and probiotics to support digestion and gut health. With your first purchase of AG1, Athletic Greens is giving Mo News listeners a free one-year supply of their vitamin D and five free travel packs of AG1. Visit athleticgreens.com slash monews to take advantage of this offer. You can get a discounted monthly subscription or try it one time for just a month. Again, athleticgreens.com slash monews. That's M-O-N-E-W-S for this special deal and really start to take ownership of your health. Time now for the speed read from NBC News. Emily Kors, the foreperson of the special grand jury impaneled in the Atlanta area to investigate the effort by Donald Trump and his allies to overturn Joe Biden's election win in Georgia, has gone on a media tour of sorts in recent days to talk about the panel's work. And that is despite a judge keeping key parts of the special grand jury report private. And while she hasn't named names, she confirmed that the panel did recommend indictments. The special grand jury has the power to recommend charges, but not issue them. It is now up to the Fulton County District Attorney, who launched the criminal probe in February of 2021, to determine whether or not to pursue recommended charges. However, legal experts say that Coors remarks, which quickly have ricocheted across cable news and the Internet, 
could complicate any future cases and more broadly undermine the public's confidence in the criminal justice process. All right, let's take a quick listen to part of her interview with NBC News, where she talks about President Trump. Did you personally want to hear from the former president? I wanted to hear from the former president, but honestly, I kind of wanted to subpoena the former president because I got to swear everybody in. And so I thought it'd be really cool to get 60 seconds with President Trump of me looking at him and being like, do you solemnly swear? And me getting to swear him in. I just I kind of just thought that would be an awesome moment. So the team from Morning Joe played that clip and, and they were pretty much silent and stunned after that interview aired. Trump himself, in a comment on his Truth Social page, has described the investigation as ridiculous, and he criticized Coors for, quote, going around and doing a media tour, revealing incredibly the grand jury's inner workings and thoughts. He says this is not justice. This is an illegal kangaroo court. From CBS News, an update now on that winter storm that's caused over a million power outages, trapping drivers in cars and delaying travel nationwide. That brutal winter storm closed interstate highways from Arizona to Wyoming on Wednesday, trapping drivers in cars, knocking out power to hundreds of thousands of people and prompting the first blizzard warning in Southern California in decades. And the worst won't be over for several days. Few places are untouched by the wild weather including some at the opposite extremes. You've got longstanding record highs broken in cities in the Midwest, Mid-Atlantic, and the Southeast. Outages have become increasingly widespread overnight. By Thursday afternoon, about a million people across the U.S. had lost power. Michigan is particularly hard hit. Travel has been difficult. Airlines delayed or canceled more than 4,200 flights by Thursday afternoon, according to the tracking service FlightAware. From CNBC, FTX co-founder Sam Bankman-Fried was hit Thursday with four new criminal charges, including ones related to commodities fraud and making unlawful political contributions in a superseding indictment filed in New York federal court. A source familiar with the new count says Bankman-Fried could face an additional 40 years in prison if convicted in the case where he is accused of multiple schemes to defraud. The new charging document lays out in greater detail Bankman-Fried's allegedly fraudulent conduct related to his cryptocurrency exchange FTX and the associated hedge fund Alameda Research. The 12-count indictment also provides new details of hundreds of political donations that Bankman-Fried allegedly directed in violation of federal campaign finance laws. He's accused of stealing FTX customer deposits and using billions of dollars of those stolen funds to support FTX's and Alameda's operations and investments, to fund speculative investments, and to make charitable contributions and to enrich himself, according to the indictment. He also tried to purchase influence over cryptocurrency regulation in Washington, D.C. by steering tens of millions of dollars in illegal campaign contributions to both Democrats and Republicans, according to the new indictment, which was unsealed in U.S. District Court in Manhattan. And from USA Today, a judge has sentenced R. Kelly, the once high-flying R&B star turned convicted sex offender, to 20 years in prison Thursday on another set of sex crimes, including several child pornography charges. But 19 of those years will be served concurrently with his existing prison time, meaning that only one year gets added to the end of his previous 30-year sentence. Okay, time now for On This Day. Let's start with some political history. On this day, February 24th, 1868, The U.S. House of Representatives voted 126 to 47 to impeach President Andrew Johnson. 
This was in response to his pardons of former Confederates and hampering the Reconstruction Acts. There was an 11-week trial in the Senate, and Johnson managed to escape removal from office by just one vote. For the remainder of his term, he would continue to veto civil rights bills. But this is a good on this day for trivia fans, because the question is always, how many presidents have been impeached? And the answer is three. So you know Andrew Johnson in 1868, Bill Clinton in 1998, and then Donald Trump twice in 2019 and 2021. I'm trying to do most proud here. Okay, for royal fans, on February 24th, 1981, Buckingham Palace announced the engagement of Prince Charles and Lady Diana Spencer. And now for some pop culture. On February 24th, 1970, the Jackson 5 released their song, ABC. And Belle Biv DeVoe came out with its hit, Poison. That was on February 24th, 1990. All right, everyone, that does it for this Friday podcast. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much for listening to the Mo News podcast. Follow us and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Review us in the App Store so we can continue to grow. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Moshe, M-O-S-H-E-H. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you back on Monday. 